0: Thanks, brother. Appreciate it. All right, cool. Special episode of the Job Stories podcast meets the Women in Web 3 podcast, which Catherine's our new host. So a round of applause. We're already having
1: uh, a collaboration. I know.
0: We're doing big things. Um, So that's going to be a weird kind of joint thing, but um, we'll kind of do our Job Stories format at first and get uh, my buddy TJ going. So TJ, how we do the Job Stories podcast. Do you mind to just introduce yourself real quick? And what do you currently do for work? What's your job right now?
2: Yeah, well, my name is T J Chang. I am. First off, am I looking here or am I looking at wherever you, you want to look? <laughs> look at me, okay. And Catherine. My name is T J Chang. Love it. I am the. Um, <laughs> I just like was like, where am I? I here?
0: know. I it's. I don't know what to do with my hands. Yeah, it's fine. This is good. This is um, good.
2: <laughs> we'll make a bloopers reel later. <laughs> All right, my name is TJ Chang. I am currently the president of ShopX, which is a Web3 commerce platform. Uh, but in the past, I've worked on a lot of different other startups, um, Web3 projects. Typically, my area of expertise is usually e-com, fintech, and, and blockchain. I started this entrepreneurial journey about seven to eight years ago, uh, really trying to solve a lot of the issues that were happening in the e-commerce landscape. Uh, I was around blockchain a lot in you know, 2016, 17, um, right when
0: Ooh, a little thunder action happening on the podcast live. I love it.
2: I didn't do it. That's crazy. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So I was around um, blockchain around you know 2016, 17, right when people were starting to adopt Ethereum, but it wasn't you know quite mainstream enough that people were starting to adopt it into their mainstream practices or companies. So we were very ahead of our time mm. and we stayed very close to it. Fast forward up to 2020, 2021 when NFTs were becoming, you know, um, a big craze in this in this world, uh, we were really thought leaders in the intersection of Web3 and e-commerce. And that's how ShopEx really grew and that's why ShopX really became a very big platform. Mm. Uh, really just providing a lot of Web3 solutions for e-commerce brands in particular, you know, to leverage those benefits.
0: Mm. That's awesome. So so, I want to get into some of the web3 stuff here in just a second. I am curious about the entrepreneurial side though. Yeah. How did that come about? Like like how yeah. did to take that leap to go on to start your own thing is what I'm always curious to hear about. How did you get there?
2: So, okay. Um, I was 23 at the time and I was working for this company called Equinox. You might have heard mm-hmm. it. It's a um, luxury upscale fitness company that operates, you know, in hindsight, it actually operates very similarly to to startups where each individual club kind of is its own startup. They, you know, corporate gives them the autonomy to run it the way that it was. Um, worked my way up that company very, very quickly mm. um, into a regional position in sales. And there was, you know, it was a combination of hitting this cap of, you know, the next step was just, you know, so far away. Uh, and, you know, there was also a salary cap and I, I wanted something more and I mm. had a lot of people that were coming into the gym every single day, and I was wondering what they were doing. Right, these memberships are not cheap. Yeah, they're high. So I sor- slowly started to network around the club and and found certain things that you know caught my eye. And I was actually very lucky. I met this guy named Amir at the time who introduced me to my business partner Cyrus. Hmm. He was really the one that like encouraged me to take on this leap. Which at the time I'm like, then I was 24. I'm like, who? If I can do this, I can always come back to it. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. might as well take the leap, see what happens. And actually ever since then, when I met Cyrus to build our very first platform, we've actually been 50-50 partners in everything that we've done. We've been partners for some to eight years now. Wow. Um, never separated. We you know, um, are two sides of the brain. We fight like a married couple. Mm-hmm. We look after each other like a family. And since then we've just been in this entrepreneurial journey together. So to answer that question in short, I think it was a it's a combo of you know that corporate burnout and also just kind of that salary cap that you get Mm. when you work for corporate you know that you want more and at the time i didn't know what more was i just went on to discover what it was knowing that i could always come back to corporate
0: and finding a a co-founder that you've been with through multiple different ventures it sounds like Mm -hmm. that's kind of wild like that's rare right it's got to be super rare
2: it I didn't realize how rare this was until the past yeah. year when people were telling us like we were so used to, uh, you have to fundraise a lot in startups, right? Yeah. And we're fundraising, you know, our project, our, you know, our numbers, our projections and people are like, no, you need to sell your relationship with your partner because 90% of startups fail because the founding partners disagree or they mm-hmm. have a fight or somebody leaves. Um, that's, 90% of why startups fail. Don't quote me on that stat, because mm. just, I just made that up. I'm, but, with that, I'm in, um, <laughs> in it. Write that <laughs> from, down. From, um, TJ said from it. <laughs> <laughs> from what I've seen, you know, uh, it's, it's a misalignment of leadership, mm-hmm. which is usually the downturn of any startup. And the fact that we've been able to stick together really shows our commitment to each other. We always say, if one of us were to win the lottery one day, we would never leave the business, because we yeah. would be leaving the other person out mm. and dry so we would never do that to each other and that's the barometer that we look for when we bring in people into mm. our venture and we're very slow we're quick to you know network and bring people in but very slow to really form that partnership um, mm. with them so absolutely we we are very very fortunate that's and I, awesome. i'm thankful for that every day
0: yeah that's really cool um anything web3 you're thinking
1: well so my question is and we were you know we were talking about shop x is tell me how ShopX works um, from the business perspective. Mm. Yeah,
2: so ShopX, really at the end of the day, our end users are the brands, right? So what we've created, I'll tell you kind of high level what we've created. Uh, We've created a plug and play solutions for e-commerce brands, currently brands that are on Shopify or WooCommerce to just be able to download our plugin to access Web3 benefits. You know, one of the biggest roadblocks to Web3 benefits is People don't have the development tools, they don't understand the complexities, they don't understand how to build a roadmap to start to incorporate Web3 benefits, right? It's at a point right now where people are getting very tired and burned out from the Web2 landscapes. you know, SaaS fees, monthly sunk costs, mm-hmm. um, payments that never come back to you, centralized entities. People want to put money into something that they can own now, right? And they don't know how to do that. So we, we're starting with e-commerce right now and we're allowing them to pretty much access Web3 benefits with simply a plugin. right So Shop itself, um, we are right now working on a consumer platform called Reserve X. Uh, we're going to eventually build out to other things like supply chain, inventory management, distribution. Mm-hmm. Right now we're starting with in- consumer engagement. So right now to integrate with ShopEx, if you're a brand you can just go to Shopify. You can download our plugin and then immediately, within a couple of minutes, um, you can create a web three solutions for consumer engagement. Some people are using ReserveX to build loyalty with their customers. Mm. Um, Some people are doing it to find, you know, consumer fit product match. Um, You know, some people are using it to crowdfund even. So there's a lot of different use cases that you can use ReserveX for. But the number one thing that we found uh, with these brands is that, you know, people will always come to us saying, I don't know if our, customers are ready for web three, right? Especially, and I'm sure we're gonna get into this with you know, FTX and other things, but th- they don't, they're like, I don't know if my audience is ready for this yet. And we found that it doesn't really scare the consumer as much as it we think the it is. Exactly, they, the business, they're worried about losing their consumers, but the consumers are looking for ways to mm. you know, gain more ownership. I think they've been telling us this for a very long time through affiliate programs. When, they're, when they buy something, if I'm a Lululemon customer and I buy something, Are I want calling ownership. calling me out? <laughs> <laughs> I love Lulu, love it. <laughs> me too. Uh, but, but they want ownership, right? They actually want this. Our first case study, straight out the gate, you know, the um, population is about 1.8% of people have digital crypto wallets. This first case study had 50% new um, digital wallets from their launch. So we're, we're finding that it really doesn't phase the customer at all.
1: I think it's really, and this is something I talked about earlier with Mike from Tiki, um, is making that user experience really seamless. And so I think people want to be involved in Web3. It's new. It's curious. We know it's a powerful tool. But, you know a lot up until now a lot of companies have really struggled to make it like accessible to the average person without watching a ton of youtube videos so it sounds like that has been really part of your magic is making that user experience accessible through the website Mm.
2: we spent a year making like developing going through qa to make sure that it was easy Mm. Um, we call it the grandma test right Mm. you know Mm. like your grandma has to be able to do it Mm. um but absolutely and in fact it even in recently, we're actually starting to shift away from using blockchain Web3 languaging, right? Uh, I'll tell you, in a very, very detailed manner, a lot of what we do is we use NFT technology to be able to power a lot of our, um, what we do. But we're, we're moving away from saying that these passes are powered by NFT technology because people don't really need to know that. They need to know what does it do for me, how does it benefit me, and how do I do
1: it? Exactly. That's what we were talking about earlier is I feel like a lot of people and um, companies are leading with like, hey, we're web three or we're, you know, but at the end of the day, it's a business. And what do you do with a business? You solve a problem. You tell somebody, hey, I'm here to solve whatever, you know, X problem that you have. Um, And then web three just happens to be the tool. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm not a software developer. I don't know, you know, how to code something or and I don't need to know how it works. I just need to know that it works. It solves a problem or it provides a benefit and i think yeah. that's really what's key it sounds like with ShopX,
2: and we've been through this before no one on instagram or facebook marketing says hey i use a web 2 solution based digital content platform Ex- mm-hmm. no one says that <laughs> exactly it's become so mainstream now that people say Instagram marketing or Facebook ads, right? And this is where web three is. I actually think we're already at that inflection point. Um, but right. When was the last time you heard somebody on Instagram saying, yeah, I'm a web two marketer. Mm.
1: Never. Yeah. Um,
0: what, um, so you're kind of more on your journey, kind of about you, um, how long you've been in Tennessee and when was that move? What spurred on that move? I, I always like to to hear that story.
2: Oh yeah, you want the good stuff, yeah. right? Okay. Uh, I was I moved to Tennessee in um, December 2020, so a little bit over a couple years now. Um, we spent a little time renovating our um, our place. So, we actually moved full time in April. So, I was going back and forth a lot. I've always wanted to be in Tennessee, just personally. It's closer to both my family and my partner's family. Uh, I've been stuck in California for 12 years just because that's where business was thriving for mm-hmm. me. Um, our, Jesus, this rain is know, like going strong. I'm I feel like we podcast. brought the thunder down. Maybe it's like this this power. Is the thunder this episode. This is like the trio. <laughs> We've
0: got the trifecta. This is the tor- we started a tornado. <laughs> I love it.
2: Can you guys put in like thunder effects oh we're gonna do it yeah we to do do that cue the thunder (laughs) (laughs) that's great um but yeah so uh, during actually uh, the pandemic was actually a blessing in disguise for us because it allowed us to go you know remote it allowed us Mm. to work separately formerly we were at an office in santa monica where you know we would be uh, spending an hour driving in um, working there and then spending an hour driving home so when everybody went remote it was just our opportunity to come to Tennessee. I've also been keeping an eye on Tennessee real estate for a very long time, mm. and I turned to my partner. I was like, "If we don't move now, we're like not gonna get in on Love this." It. And we got in right before, you know, um, right before the cra- the craziness was already happened. But mm. put it this way, our place doubled in a year. Wow! <laughs> so where that's how I ended up coming to Tennessee. We didn't come here from a job or a fluke. This yeah. was actually always the goal for us. That's awesome. Um, and. The pandemic just kind of sped it up a little bit.
0: It's kind of awesome. You're really good at like seeing something that's coming down the line and being like, "We need He's to get involved."
2: Yeah, that's amazing. no. It was actually Hayden Penetiers show, Nashville, uh-huh. that got me. <laughs> <laughs> fair. I was like, "This is the fair. city for me." Yeah, fair. So that's so do good. Do
1: you eat at the Bluebird Cafe regularly?
2: Mm-hmm. I don't. You know, um, so we are. We moved to Franklin, and in our first kind of months of going back and forth we came up to the city a lot Mm. you know and now we just kind of stay down there i I don't remember the last time we came up to a restaurant Mm. up here which we should this is a good reminder that we should do that but i think we just became creature of habits down there which franklin's developing a lot since we've been there as well so we'll see what's happening
0: and this will be to touch more on the web3 stuff but i mean uh, another fantastic web3 founder here in nashville you know we're doing all these events in town like yeah, I, mean, I think it's that's crazy the other the really community.
1: exciting thing is not only, you know, did you want to move here because there's, you know, an entrepreneurial climate and, you know, great real estate, as you mentioned, but we really are a beacon for blockchain, I feel like. Um, as outside of Nashville, um, mm-hmm. really Miami would be the other, you know, place that people think about, but we've really um, put ourselves on the map. Um, it, was that factored into your move?
2: Mm. I want to say yes, but the answer is no. But uh. speaking of Beacon, ironically, I think within a week of moving here, um, Beacon Group up in Tennessee, which is a think tank for the government, I, w- I actually got in touch with them. I'm now on their Entrepreneur Council mm. for the adoption of blockchain and Web3 in the city. That's so awesome. I've been spending a lot of calls last year working with Beacon on how the city can adopt um more blockchain and that's why I decided that, you know, we got connected recently, that's one of the reasons why I got more involved in the community. It was really awesome to see that Tennessee is really primed to be the next big Web 3.0 boom. And, and uh, you know, people talk about Miami all the time. and. Uh, There's really two things that Miami did. It wasn't actually a very big crypto-friendly city. You know, they actually had some of the worst money transmission laws down at the time. The Mm. only thing that brought people there was their mayor, Mm. who was very, Mm -hmm. you know, crypto-friendly. And the fact that it was this free nation under a time when everything was locked down. So Mm. all the crypto people flocked to Miami for pressure and created community there. And that's why now it's a mega hub for Web3. So it wasn't mm. anything about the laws in the city. It's almost like the community forced the hand of the government there, which is what I think we can do here, yeah. which is what we've already started doing here. So yeah. that's why this is such an exciting time to be in Tennessee because we have the, the, this network of people that's, mm-hmm. you know, ready to go.
0: Yeah, that's a great call. Yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, so the the Wondery events, we're how many months into those? Four or five now. Yeah. You just hosted one at the Entrepreneur Center. Yes. Which there hasn't... I'm a member there, and I haven't... There's not been very many blockchain-based events, so... And then uh, there's a few other communities. I know Chad Blackburn and them have one every month. Oh, like, I didn't know that Yeah, one. they do a Bitcoin... I not know move. that
2: either. Yeah, I oh, sent it to Bitcoin you. Oh, wait, Bitcoin meetup? Yeah, it's a, yeah uh, they do
1: at Bitcoin park. Yeah. Now, that one's really interesting because there are a lot of Bitcoin Max maxes. Oh. So, like, they're not talking about other, mm. um, you know, Web3... Um, and fin, use cases and stuff Yeah, like that. and DeFi mm-hmm. um, use cases really cool i suggest everybody go to it um but i'm biased i love our little community because i really love the diversity um of founders and people Mm. um each time that we meet up at you know the wondery i think that's what's really cool what TJ's doing is great to then what derek is doing to what mike is doing all completely different and just showcasing the versatility Mm. and the diversity of web3
2: yeah that's so key because it if people don't know about web3 they think it's bitcoin you talk about crypto they think bitcoin automatically and there's so much versatility in it and in fact you guys just brought up pretty much why we had that um, event at the ec the the topic around it wasn't so much like what is blockchain i think at this point people know about it the topic was you know okay now i've heard it i understood it how do i go about Mm. implementing this into my business Mm. is there a roadmap into implementing blockchain do i need to pivot or is my business not currently scoped out for Web three, and that's a hundred percent okay, right? Mm. So we w- we now want to take people into that next step, and for the EC to put on an event like that is huge, mm-hmm. you know, where they have so many companies that are now ready to not only e- be enthusiasts about it, but to take that next step into implementation. Yeah,
1: I think you know, like you said, usually people who um, aren't in the Web three space they hear. Um, Web3 or crypto and they think Bitcoin but you know crypto makes up only 1% of all Web3 use cases So that is saying like my iPhone the only thing it can do is play music Mm. and it's like hey no There's a whole I've got a news app. I've got a fitness app. I've you know can watch movies And so I think that's like the best way I think of it is that you're saying that there's only this one use case not so there's all these you know The world is your oyster
2: yeah, no, absolutely, and I think people need to be able to brainstorm. You know, what use cases are right for my business, right? There's so many different ways you can leverage Web3, and we talk about Web3 like it's one type of technology, right? Mm-hmm. But there's actually so many different layers around mm-hmm. um, Web3. But uh, really, I love that we're starting to have companies take some risks and start to implement it. You know, I get this question all the time on. You know, different use cases of Web3, like, is this person doing it right? Is this person doing it right? What do you think of this NFT launch? And at the end of the day, some people are doing it right. Some people aren't. Chris Brown flopped miserably, Mm. but people are trying, and we have to fail. We have to fail to know what what works, right? Mm. So even if it's not, you know, the ultimate use case of NFT or Web3 technology, we're actually moving forward, even with a lot of these failures. So I'm excited to see a lot of people try. What is it Thomas
1: Edison said he found a thousand ways not to make a light bulb? Mm. Um, Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I think just like, you know, Mason was talking earlier about the fear of failure Mm. and, you know, I think it takes a lot of vulnerability and confidence to really give something your all and know that, Hey, most businesses end up failing, but we learn so much from those failures. And not only do we learn ourselves. But others within our ecosystem can learn from, you know, our mistakes or our missteps. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah. And I think this goes back to your original point about, you know, what gets people to take this entrepreneurial journey. There's this this paralysis of perfection Mm -hmm. that people want when, in fact, you know, I always say a lot of these you know, top designers that you hear of are businesses, that wasn't their first collection. They failed many, many times. Uh, and and that's honestly one of the biggest paralysis of people that go into startups is, I need to get this right the first time. Mm-hmm. And so when people ask me, you know, how do I get into startups? I want to start a new business. I'm not the smartest person in the world. I only know what works for me, but I go fail five times and then you'll figure it out somewhere mm-hmm. along the way. I
1: feel like it takes so a lot good. of grit. Yeah, just and tenacity. Resilience. Yeah. <laughs>
0: That's so good because it is super scary kind of putting yourself out there. Like, that's the thing. I think that's what's been cool about just my small exposure to the Web3 thing is just seeing folks kind of just going for something. This isn't out there, but we're going to go for it. I love that because it is scary. It's scary to, like, put yourself out there and go for something that hadn't been done quite yet. So, yeah, to reiterate your point. But.
1: And to think that there's even if you don't reach your original goal – I mean, look at NASA, from NASA we've got, you know, aluminum foil and styrofoam mm. and all of these things. So there's all these different tools that come out even when you do fail. Mm. And, you know, I'm always of the mindset, if you shoot for the stars, you'll at least hit the ceiling.
0: Ah, that's good.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's I, good. And, and even in this, in this space, I always tell this funny story, I think it was back 2016 or 17, we were talking about blockchain um, application to e-commerce. This is the very beginning, and I remember this is my very first blockchain conference. My my business partner told me, you know what? You say that it's you you put a data point on the blockchain. It's decentralized, and because of that, some truth will happen. I really cannot reiterate it to you right now, but I remember being mm. like, that is insane, mm. and like out of a fictional book. Mm. This will never happen. And slowly, I just you know started to repeat myself like. It's about decentralization. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, <laughs> the blockchain. I realized very quickly, everybody is still trying to figure it out. No mm. one knows what they're really doing in this space. Mm. So it's really just a matter of trying and getting it wrong and fixing it. People are so forgiving in this in this mm. space. I think that was a very big learning opportunity for me mm. to, to realize I'm not around a lot of perfection. I'm around a lot of people trying to fix a lot of things and you know, trying to figure it out. That's uh, so good.
0: That's so good. Just from like a even not even a business standpoint, just a human being standpoint, right? Just, just grace. I'm for trying life. to figure
1: Seriously. it out every single oh, day that's, I wake <laughs> up.
0: Totally. Yeah, if I make it through to lunch without screwing something up, I'm doing. You know, it's a good day. So, thinking of, I mean, other people are walking through similar things. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not even just from a business standpoint. So.
2: Yeah, it's it's really just. Uh, I, I, again, I, I'll just crack open the shell with like the FTX thing, you know, like it, obviously it's a big failure, but I, I definitely think that it's a it's I don't want to say a blessing because I try to put my sh- my shoes yeah. in somebody that actually lost money because I didn't lose money. Sure. In that, yeah. Yeah. But it, it brought a lot of awareness. Mm-hmm. Right. And people need to not be afraid. To fail and p- it, we. W- I do believe that this is going to bring us forward. I, I do believe that we're going to learn a lot. I think people are going to learn about personal ownership and personal accountability mm. um, through this. But it, it just it, the failure brings us forward, and I think I uh, we hear this phrase all the time: "Fail fast." Right? If it's going to fail, it's going to fail whether you do it tomorrow or whether you do it in three months. Mm. You'll just learn about it quicker if you do it tomorrow. <laughs> mm, that's great.
0: That's Rip so the
1: Band-Aid good.
0: off. Yeah, that's so good. TJ, I'm glad to know you. Right, here's what I like to ask on the Job Stories podcast. Shout out.
2: <laughs> Sorry, Catherine. It's Should okay. we be <laughs> repeating the title of this, the Job Story podcast? Yeah, no,
0: we're doing it. We're, I, have I done it yet? You know, I've done it once. I've done it a million times.
2: Should we put Women in Web 3 plug in there? Yeah,
0: go yeah. ahead,
1: Catherine. <laughs> oh, TJ's here for Women in Web 3. Yeah, not, I schedule them
0: yeah. first. <laughs> <laughs> um, but what are you excited about that's coming up? Uh, it could be professionally or uh, personally. It doesn't matter. What's What are you looking forward to coming up uh, this year?
2: Uh, I'm looking forward to the Bruins beating the Preds tonight. Nice.
0: Um, nice.
2: Ooh. And for, you know, the Patriots to, you know, win their next Super Bowl next year. Um. Are you from <laughs>
0: Boston originally? We didn't get into I that. Okay, okay, okay. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got
2: it. Well, I we got, am.
0: do you know Mike at Tiki? What's Mike's last name? Why am I forgetting? Audi. Right Audi. Yeah, Mike like Audi.
2: I don't. He's from I, Boston too. I'm gonna need to meet him. Yeah, you know, to People, I, I've I've been a Boston fan before they got good at sports. <laughs> love you know, it. back in the '90s when yeah. we were losing at everything and never making it to the playoffs. Yeah, you're you not know, people fair people are always like, "You guys are just assholes because yeah. you always win." I was like, "No, we were assholes when we were yeah. losing too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we were probably worse." Go, <laughs> cool, I love it. But, Yeah, what am I looking forward to? You know, um, I'll go business and then I'll go personal too, I think business-wise, I'm looking forward to building. Whenever there's kind of a bear market, we call it the builder's market. Mm. People, the the hype starts going away, you know, you start stripping apart what's actually making a company sustainable, people actually start to build applications that move the industry forward. Um, I think, w- you know, in, in 2021 and stuff, when you put money at something and it wins, you don't really, it's cool, people make a lot of money, um, but there's a lot of hype and a lot of fluff in that. So in this 2023 market, I, d- I don't think we're going to recover this year quite yet. I think you know, the market's going to continue to do that, but mm. I'm really excited to be in the builder's yeah. market to build. Because this is how, why I got into the space. I got into Web3 because of the technology part of it, what it could solve, the problems in the world that it could solve. I never got into this to make money. I never mm. got into this because Bitcoin all of a sudden became a big thing, right? I'm a builder. So this is my market right now, Mm. and I'm hoping and I'm very, you know, um, I'm very confident that the next time the next bull run comes around, probably in like mid, you know, 24, that we're ahead of the curve, that we have this technology that's very adaptable, that's very, um, sorry, adoptable, and we're going to be ahead of it. So that's what I'm excited for in 2023. Personally, this is also my wedding year. Hey. So hey, I'm excited to get awesome. married Congrats, this year. That's great. Um, that's great. It's always really important. You know, I think after when you go along this entrepreneurial journey, you're always married to your job. But mm. it, it's really exciting to have that personal side to balance now. Heck
0: yeah. That's awesome. Congrats. That's great. You. you heard it here first on the Women in Web 3 and Job Stories
2: podcast. <laughs> TJ's getting married this year. That's is great. it a prerequisite prereq- to be a okay? So, what is the women in Web three part of it? Yeah. I was. I, we
1: were just talking. Yeah, about we were that actually were because yeah, yeah. you have two guys sitting yeah.
2: here on the couch with you in a women in Web three podcast. I told Mason,
1: yeah. I said we should consider changing the name because, like, mm-hmm. you know, usually we'd interview like people would think women. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess I'm the
0: female host. Well, uh, Carly Long started it. Um, you you may not you may have seen her on LinkedIn or something, but y'all haven't met for sure. Um, but Carly Long started it. Kind of with that in mind, just she got into the NFT space initially. She's an artist, but the idea was just to kind of lower the barrier to entry to learning about it in general. So that was just kind of her concept that she came up with. But it has never been an exclusively. They've they had. I mean, I'm down yeah. to roll with That's that. I'm just curious. <laughs> So yeah, we uh, that it it is a weird look right now though. That's great. It
2: really <laughs> is. <laughs> well, I, I think it. I think we talked about this too with you know women in in crypto. I'm a big proponent. I love female CEOs. Mm-hmm. I'm a big proponent of you know g- getting women in front of the stage. But back in the day, you know, people used to say we used to come up with this uh, what was it? Women in crypto panel, mm-hmm. and that was their way of. Um, that was their way of hyping up women. And in my mind, I'm like, well, you have Wendy over here crushing it, you have Meredith crushing it, but then you just kind of all stuck them on a panel. Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like that's kind of like not promoting them. That's kind of just like putting them in a box. But it's really cool now to see so many different women, Mm -hmm. you know, arise where I think it's a testament that Maybe it doesn't need to be highlighted as women in crypto anymore. It's yeah. just we're we're here. This that's is, right. We're ready to build. I think, again, that's a great point.
1: That the diversity of the Web three, you know, community, even at you know the events at you know Wondery and things like that, the room is so in age, in race, in gender, mm-hmm. um, so diverse, and that's I think one of the beautiful things about Web three.
2: Yeah, totally. Yeah, it, it, it's. Well, Web three is like international, right? This actually isn't just like a U. In fact, I actually think the U. S. is very like late to a lot of the concepts um, that Web three has. You know, you have Dubai already like doing, you know, real estate on Web three. So this fact of like, I think the u.s likes to play up a lot of mm-hmm. like gender profiles and racial profiles mm-hmm. towards you know equality when in yeah. reality this i love this web3 space because we've just been building this is like we we it's, it's a space where we don't like governance we want to build what's right and you come know come on
1: come all yeah mm-hmm.
2: let's just let's it's kind of like this mentality of let's just work mm-hmm. let's let's get into it and let's work
0: that's great i actually did see a uh article yesterday um with dubai's involvement right now in the web3 space is wild (laughs) like they're full on
2: yeah a lot of i think if i'm trying to pin this back i think that all happened when what was it did china shut down their exchanges and then a lot of them went over to dubai so a lot of uh a lot of entrepreneurs a lot of exchanges especially web3 went to dubai in the last two to three years Mm. um so they've had massive growth. And w- I think they're lucky. I think they call themselves like a friendly monarchy or something uh, mm-hmm. where they, this current, the people in power right now are actually very crypto friendly and are, are adopting it. And it actually is becoming the technology hub. I, There's so many, um, so many Dubai conferences. I actually did an interview with their CEO magazine over there saying that because they're bringing, do, they're doing in such a good job bringing people in to this country or this area, they're actually going to be the thought leaders eventually Mm. of Web3 or crypto because so much of the innovation sharing is happening in that city.
0: Mm. That's amazing. Well, we're doing our part as much as we
2: can here in a little old Nashville.
1: In little Nashville, we're doing our part. We're
2: crushing it. I love it. I love it. Nashville is crushing (laughs) it. We're not (laughs) little old Nashville anymore. We're like, I love it. We're like big <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love it I love it
0: well that's awesome thank you again for coming on Thanks so much this is really again. really cool oh, of course Thanks, this was fun awesome awesome